Merlin the magician helps Santa save children tempted by the devil to be naughty. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie, B-Movie Bros. Here review B-Movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. This week, as we continue Christmas month, we are reviewing the 1959 Mexican classic, Santa Claus. You know, what you just heard was the description on Google, because the DVD version I have is on a Christmas classics collection with no actual description. Why not? Because fuck it. That's yeah. what Google says. So, let's get on with this shit. Let's get on to our technical difficulties, top and bottom three, and say what's the best and worst about this movie. Paul? Alright, let's start with the top three, because this is much harder to do as far as this film was concerned. Alright, for number three, this is the only movie I can think of where Santa Claus was actually facing off against the devil. Number two, the devil's greatest scheme is making kids act up so they'll end up on the Santa's naughty list. And number one, this movie is so ridiculous, almost every line is absurd and sounds like it's supposed to be a joke. I want to believe that this was done on purpose, but I don't think it actually was. For me, number three, Merlin. Why the fuck is he even in this movie? But you know what? Every time Merlin walks around somewhere, he goes, dum da dum dum And it's, it's, it's just fucking awesome, because every time he steps, he goes, dum And, and you know, if he's walking, like, for a while, he's like, dum da dum dum And if he's walking, like, two steps, he goes, dum 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 And I'm like, what the, what the fuck, Merlin? What are you even doing in this movie? And he's just hilarious. He's very particular about his sound effects. Number two for me, Pitch, who is in this movie, the devil. You know, he actually does convey a lot of emotion and a lot of things with just his gestures and how he moves. And his expressions, you know, even before he starts to talk in the movie, which actually him talking kind of ruins his character. Um, before he starts talking, he actually does a lot with just his movements, and his facial expressions. And it's actually very good and very compelling. Number one, this movie advertises itself against as, as Santa versus Satan. And you know what? It does have that as unepic as it actually is in the movie. But the concept of that and the fact that it actually happens really does set this movie apart from a lot of other things. And I honestly could say... I could see myself in the future sitting down with my children and saying, let's watch the Mexican movie Santa Claus. Let me tell you the tale of the time that Santa Claus faced off against the devil. And won. Exactly. All right, well, that's it for the top. Let's talk about the fucking bottom. Number three, this movie is about 80% just Santa Claus dicking around, not doing anything. It's really kind of weird. Number two, Santa Claus has a dream reading machine that consists of a satellite with an ear on it. I don't really feel comfortable with that. And number one, the animatronic reindeer and the weird lips on this one machine that Santa has are creepy as fuck. Those will give me nightmares tonight for sure. For me, number three, 
you know, some of the scenes are just really drawn out. You know, San- Santa's, you know, seeing the children and, and what his helpers are and them doing their different songs and stuff just seems to take forever. Uh, the three naughty boys and them looking at the Santa Claus display in the one window before we're throwing rocks through it. It just it just goes on for way too long before things start happening. Number two, there's a scene where the little girl Lupita is having a dream about these really creepy dolls dancing. It's a creepy doll dance dream, and I just I I am I, I'm gonna have nightmares. And you know the fact that that's number two really says a lot about number one, which I have to agree with Paul. There is a machine which lets Santa not only see what children are doing now, but look into their dreams, hear what they're talking about, and even what they're thinking at every moment. And yes, the thing that lets him hear them is this weird ears antenna fucking satellite dish motherfucker. And he's got this goddamn super eye-seeing thing that's really creepy. And then there's the lips. Just, just the lips that will haunt my dreams forever. I don't know if I will ever be able to kiss my wife again because lips are just so creepy. I feel like this movie is one half Santa's dicking around, doing nothing, and the other half gets fucking creepy shit. It, it was really... I feel violated watching this movie. Well, one thing we didn't talk about, Paul, was, uh, you know, the dialogue of this movie. But you know what? I think we do need to get into another edition of Quote Wars. Quote War. All right, we're going to quote this movie back and forth. A dream is a wish that the heart makes. If you do not succeed in making all the children of the world do evil, you shall be punished. And instead of red-hot coals... You'll eat chocolate ice cream. It's freezing. I wish I were back in Hades tending the furnaces. Thank goodness. He almost ran into the moon. If I were your age, it wouldn't matter if I lived or not. Don't expect anything from Santa. He doesn't bring things to poor children. And that ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from this movie or anything you'd like to tell us, you can do it here on SoundCloud or at our website, bmoviebros.com. I gotta say, all the lines in this movie were great just because of how ridiculous they were. So yeah, let's let's uh, get on to our final take here and give our this movie a score on our shot scale. Remember, friends, our shot scale is a reverse scale. One to ten. One being the best, ten being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this movie? I gave it a 5 out of 10, right, you know, right smack dab in the middle. Yeah, that's actually exactly what I gave it, too. So, Santa Claus from 1959 was a Mexican movie, which really just had a lot of what-the-fuck-is-going-on moments. You know, Santa is watching children, children are being naughty, children are being nice, the devil is trying to invade children's dreams. You know, I honestly, it was it was hard to keep track of, but at the same time, I knew exactly what was going on, and I was really confused... And so, uh, so yeah, I mean, the movie, you can understand what the concept is and what's going on. The quality of it actually is pretty good. I mean, 1959, it's in color. Everything is clear. The audio is good. It's easy to hear. It's easy to see. You can always tell what's going on. But at the same time, you, you just have to ask yourself, what the fuck were the people who wrote this thinking? 
And because of that, I, I, I have to give it a 5 out of 10. Is it memorable? Because, yes, San, Santa faces off against the devil. Is it memorable? No, because most of the movie is, like, n- nothing happening except fluff. Santa dicking around doing nothing. So there you have it. A, a 5 out of 10 for me. Paul, why'd you give it a 5 out of 10? Santa Claus is one of those movies that tries to be so completely innocent that it just kind of comes off as creepy and disturbing. The terrible English dubbing was hilarious, and the general plot of Santa Claus versus Satan is so, just so bizarre that you just can't help but laugh. I mean, Santa's best ally is Merlin the Wizard, who makes sound effects whenever he walks. The creators had to, on some level, know how ridiculous this movie was. I'd like to believe that, at least. On the flip side, this movie proves that building a wall on the Mexican Mexican border is, in fact, a good idea. I personally don't want kids coming into my country, throwing rocks through windows, and stealing dolls. Hashtag, build the wall. So there you have it. A 5 out of 10 from both of us. You know... We know not everyone likes to watch the same kind of shit that we do, so we like to give every A B movie that we review an A movie companion. Tell you why this B movie reviewed is the same exact movie as this A movie, a movie of a higher class and higher standard. I have to say that my A movie companion for Santa Claus from 1959 is the movie End of Days from 1999. I picked Pee Wee's Big Adventure from 1985. Well, simply put, the reason... End of Days from 1999 is an A-movie companion for Santa Claus from 1959 is because in both movies, the main character, Santa in Santa Claus and Arnold Schwarzenegger in End of Days, face off against Satan. Therefore, End of Days is an A-movie version of Santa Claus. Also, both movies are released in a year that ends in the digit 9. Wow. So I picked Pee-wee's Big big Adventure because both movies focus around characters that exist outside their respective film. Pee-wee Herman was from the show Pee-wee's Playhouse, and Santa Claus is, well, Santa Claus. I I do believe Pee-wee's Playhouse came out after Pee-wee's Big Adventure, but Pee-wee was actually a a stage persona for, for Paul Rubens, the actor that played him. Who gives a shit? Number two. Both movies have the main character living in a place with all sorts of weird shit, including talking inanimate objects. Santa Claus had those creepy talking lip things on this machine and satellites with fucking ears. And Pee-wee's Playhouse had talking couches and Cowboy Curtis and Shami the Genie and all sorts of weird shit like that. You know Cowboy Curtis was a person, right? He's still fucking cowboy just living in that he wasn't fucking, fucking modern day Clarabelle cow or some shit he was a fucking person but he's a dude just like hanging out like trying to bang what's your name and it was what, what about the weird. king of cartoons he was a dude too I, like I said etc etc weird shit it's it's just weird and all that number three both movies somehow have a connection to Mexico The movie Santa Claus was originally made in Mexico, and in Pee-wee's Big Adventure, at one point, he's in a biker bar and dances to the song Tequila, which is an alcohol commonly drinking in Mexico. And that is why Pee-wee's Big Adventure is just an A-movie version of 
the, of Santa Claus. So there you have it. You can watch Pee-wee's Big Adventure or End of Days to see an A-movie version of Santa Claus. Now it's time for my favorite part. Maybe Paul's, maybe yours. It's time to drink away the flick. Drink away the flick. Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the flick. Boom, 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 boom. We'll give you some drinking games for this movie. Number one, whenever a foreign language is spoken, take a drink. Number two, anytime Santa is creepy, take a drink. Number three, anytime the devil tries to have children be naughty, take a drink. Number four, whenever you recognize a Christmas song being used as background music, take a drink. And of course, number five, because it is Christmas month, anytime you hear ho, 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 Take three drinks, or, you know, just anytime Santa laughs. Every time any of the kids are obnoxious, take a drink. Every time the devil and his demons try to ruin Christmas, take a drink. Every time someone opens a gift, take a drink. And every time the narrator seems far too concerned about something fucking ridiculous, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away this flick. Well, that brings us to the end of this week. You know, let's let's rank these movies that we've seen over the last two weeks. We've seen Black Christmas and Santa Claus. And I have to say, for me, number two was Santa Claus from 1959. It was fun. It was family-rific. And I can honestly see myself sitting down in future years with my children to watch this movie. But, for me, number one has to be Black Christmas. Because, you know, from 1974... You know, just murder makes the holidays better. It's really weird to rank these two movies. One of them is a slasher film. The other is a, is a lighthearted, completely innocent movie about Santa Claus. So I guess overall I'm going to have to put Santa Claus at two and Black Christmas at one. But still, what a fucking weird comparison to make. Well, if you want to join us next week, you know, this week we reviewed a movie where Santa faced off against Satan. Next week, we're going to watch a movie where Santa Claus is the son of Satan. A movie called Santa's Slay. Slay is in S-L-A-Y. Murder. From 2005. Where, you know, Bill Goldberg from formerly the WCW and the WWE plays Santa, the son of Satan. This is going to be a joyous occasion. Because if there's anything Santa Claus is missing, was murder. So until next time, friends. Oh, well, you could always visit us at our website, bmoviebros.com. Leave a comment here on our SoundCloud or tweet us at bmoviebros. For anything in the Pittsburgh area, which is where we're from, you can take a look at our friends over at riversedgepgh.com. And if you have an independent film that you are making or have recently finished making, you can email us at bmoviebros at gmail.com to discuss it on our show. So until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, be back next week. <laughs>